0: Welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Mom. Welcome back to Plan a Happy Life. What are we, I think we're in like day 3,764 of quarantine. Just about. I think it feels or like. Or 65. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I've lost track at this point. I've, I've lost track and um, I'm actually doing a lot better though. The longer this goes on, as much as I want to get back to regular life, I'm, I don't know. I've kind of like settled in, I guess. What about you?
1: I think I have my ebbs and flows. You do? It goes up.
0: And it's good for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I call you and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that today, as we were preparing for um, the recording, we I, I was closing up windows and doors and everything. And I noticed that today is like, it's a gorgeous day outside today. Yeah. It's warming up here in California. It's supposed to be like in the eighties. And even if you just go outside and take a deep breath, we've talked about that before. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so great. And I think it's a really good tie-in to what I wanted to talk about today, because it's really kind of, um, I don't know, I think that like there's there's really kind of power in that, I can't think of the word, like the example of right now we are in probably the scariest, most uncertain, like weirdest times that we've ever had, and yet you can have a day like today, which is just so beautiful that makes me just feel happy to be alive. Yeah. Kind of in the midst of all the crazy. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have like a normal like day feeling. Yeah. Do you ever have like a feeling of, should I be feeling this happy? Should I be having this good of a day in the middle of like, do you ever feel that? I've had people ask me actually send me DMs where they're like, um, I'm having a problem, like feeling almost like guilty. Yeah. Like if you're thinking, "Oh, I'm sitting, wherever, even if you're working outside or you're having a good day because other people are suffering and, um, well, and- I don't, I don't think, I think you
1: shouldn't feel guilty. I think you should still at the same time be, you know, thankful and appreciative of, you know, other people might not be in that same situation. And, um, but I don't think that should make you feel guilty. No, you can Like, be- I think you can still enjoy it and, and be grateful that you, yeah um, are
0: feeling the way you are in such a hard time. Yeah. I did a, um, I did a Q and a with some shop owners, um, over at, um, wild for planners. And one of the questions was, is like, you know, we, we need to, she was the one that was feeling, I guess, bad about even running her business, you know, during these hard Mm -hmm. times and like selling things. And my point of view was, don't feel bad about that because we all need to, you know, we all need to, continue to make a living and if that's your business and you can safely make money and uh, support yourself and your team members if you have any then I think you shouldn't feel guilty just as I don't think you should feel guilty for having a positive attitude or having a good day
1: right right now and
0: ultimately in that like on the
1: other side it's a consumer's responsibility to purchase at their own risk so please you know you can run your business and People are still wanting to buy things and I'm shopping
0: from home way too much right now. (laughs) Same. Right? Yeah. But I think, and I think there's a difference between profiting off of something. You're not, you're still empathetic and you're still understanding. And if your business, you can't, like you said, you can do it safely and um, you can offer a service, then I think, you know, I think it's fine. Okay. So as I was thinking um, about different topics, you know, Kayla, you and I brainstorm, some of the topics that we want to cover on the podcast. And I think, um, this one got me all the feels for this one. So, um, over the years, I've had a lot of people that have questioned my optimism, my positivity, uh, because they've said, you know, Oh, it's easy for you to be happy because of A, B and C because, Oh, look where you are today. And we've talked about this in in other um, episodes. And I've shared with you that I haven't always had it easy. However, in light of the few examples we're going to be talking about today, my life has been easy. Even my difficulties um, really pale in comparison to uh, a couple of the examples today. So what I I wanted to do, I've always been like so inspired by people from history um, or just people that I have heard in the news that have these inspirational stories, how they've overcome difficult times. Um, and still remained positive and still succeeded. You know, you hear about people who maybe grew up in the inner city and had like nothing but took, you know, a bus ride four hours into a place where they could get a better education and then they've, you know, gotten into colleges and I mean, it just succeeded based on this pure drive and ability to overcome their obstacles and be resilient and and all of those characteristics. So I wanted to find a couple of examples that everybody would know about and um, really kind of focus and do a little deep dive into their optimism and I thought we could just talk about that today Love it. so I have three examples um, and when I was doing the research I just was just enthralled again it almost felt like I was doing a book report remember those I do well yes I you do. loved them I hated but book it reports. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like some sort of a, a I don't know research into these people that I've that I know about in history Um and some farther back than others, and really just getting a, a, I don't know, just more insight into how they felt about positivity and happiness, which is what I was researching. So the first person I want to talk about is Nelson Mandela. Um, I know everybody knows who he is, um, or who he was. He passed away, I believe, at the age of like 97 or something. He was Um, he lived a long life. However, he faced a lot of challenges. He was South Africa's first black president. He was a Nobel peace prize winner and, um, an anti-apartheid icon. And with any of these people, I don't want to get into politics or religion or anything like that. I just want to go more towards their, uh, their mindset, their optimism, their kind of character during their, yes. How they dealt with adversity, um, how they dealt with adversity and how they, Um, and what like their mental state was, you know, before, during, and after and how we can, what we can learn Mm -hmm. from how they handled those things that are just unthinkable. Mm -hmm. Um, so Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in prison and I don't know about you, but I don't know how I would be able to survive that, let alone do it with a positive, um, mindset at the end of it. So, um, I just wanted to, first of all, put yourself in his place right there. If you spent twenty seven years in prison, like, how do you think that you, how do you think that you would take that? I don't know. Not. I mean, I know well.
1: it would not be well. I, I just imagine like I don't do well. I'm not doing well, and I'm not comparing it to prison. I just am well, saying like I'm not doing well by myself at home right now. Right. And I have, I I can contact my family. I can, you know what I mean? Like I have freedom. So I cannot imagine myself in a situation
0: being, I I just, I, I would not be well. When we look at what, I think this is something for us to really start to learn if we aren't already. Like I, I believe I'm very aware of my privilege in life Mm -hmm. and, um, But with that being said, I'm sitting here, you know, in beautiful, like Southern California, the weather's warm. I have a beautiful home. I'm with people I love. I mean, I have so many things going for me and I, same thing, I'm dealing with anxieties of being like in my house. Yeah. You know, we can kind of joke about it and I know that people's feelings are real. I do understand that, but sometimes I think that there's real insight to be learned when we realize that although this seems really difficult for us right now, and you know, I know people are losing their jobs and in, in financial ha- the financial hardships that some people are facing right now are are like something really something to be dealt with, and obviously health issues, right? But I'm just talking about when you're sitting here, like in a lot of our positions, which is just kind of like okay, you know, this is really difficult, and I think about. What somebody like Nelson Mandela had to go through, spending 27 years in prison, and yet he had this strength of character to persevere, to survive it, and then to not come out on the other side and just be like, "Wow, I got through it," but you know, I hate everybody and my life's messed up, and you know, because I'm sure he could blame, he could be down in the dumps, and instead, um, he came out of prison, and I think he was pardoned. Um, and then he worked with the leadership that was then in power, um, in South Africa to help end apartheid. So, I mean, think about it. You're not even, I mean, how old are you? 26. I'm your daughter. You should know that. I was going to say 27. I thought, I just going to ask you in case I mess it up. So, how old are you? You're Kayla, right? (laughs) Hi, Kayla. So, tell us a little bit about (laughs) yourself. You're my mom. You should know that. Okay. So, (laughs) my point was that... Twenty-seven years is longer than you've been alive. I said twenty. Oh, yeah, 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 It's longer <laughs> than you've been alive. Yes. Okay. I, I know now. <laughs> I was gonna say I said twenty-six. <laughs> so that's. I mean, yeah, more than your whole lifetime. He was in prison. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't uh,
1: even wrap my mind around just the feeling of that happening, but right. also having uh, having that optimism or having that mindset of like things will turn around like, and kind of not like
0: giving up the fight. Yeah. Like I can get through this. He, I mean, and he remained an optimist. I want to read you a quote. I I did what I did is a lot. I just found several different quotes from these three people that we're going to be talking about because I was just blown away. Um, that through it all, they all remained optimists somehow in their life, even though they struggled, they remained optimists. So this is a quote from Nelson Mandela. I am fundamentally an optimist, whether that comes from nature or nurture, I cannot say part of being optimistic is keeping one's head pointed toward the sun, one's feet moving forward. There are many dark moments when my faith in humanity was sorely tested, but I would not and could not give myself up to despair. That way lays defeat and death. So you're sitting there and thinking, you know, all of these things that are so difficult in your life. And fundamentally he was an optimist. Yeah. Um, God, I just, every time I think of that, like it just, it lays the foundation for me to say, I believe and will always believe in optimism. And I think that's what helps us get through, um, tough times. And these, like he is such a, an inspiration for those of us that are struggling right now, no matter what your difficulty looks like, I I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say most people's difficulties do not look like that. Do not look like 27 that are listening to our podcast. 27 well, years even, in prison. But even the majority, yeah. like that's right. just not. You no, know, that's not what's happening. No. So he is. Um, I'm. I was just floored, and I'm looking at that, going, "Oh my gosh!" Trying to really put myself in his position um, and say, wow, I have so much I can learn." from that. Mm-hmm. Um he also said that everyone can rise above their circumstances and achieve success if they're dedicated to and passionate about what they do. So there's this underlying you'll see in the next couple examples too of, you know, of having a purpose. I think that was probably, you know, maybe something that helped him get through too. There was a purpose. Mm-hmm. There was positivity. There was a purpose. Oh my god, this is like the four P's. Right? right. Yeah. Nelson Mandela started it all. <laughs> We're in good company. Uh, Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, when you think about, if you haven't listened to the episode we did on the four P's, which would be my, um, kind of formula of that I came up for myself. Um, no, I don't mean, (laughs) I don't mean I did it myself. I did this myself. I mean, for (laughs) my life, this makes sense of planning a happy life. These four P's, which are purpose, planning, positivity, and persistence, And so these kind of things are woven into these stories as well. Um, Two more, and then we'll move on. He says, don't judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Persistence. And when people are determined, they can overcome anything. When you put your mind to something, you can get it done, right? Like one of the things that um, I want to talk about in a future episode is basically, uh, I think you can, if you want to learn something it's out there for you to learn. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, the internet, there's free college courses online. There's mentors that you can have. Um, you can either be really convinced that you, Oh, I just don't, I will never know this, or I didn't do this. I didn't go to college. You know, I still Mm -hmm. learned a lot of stuff, um, from people that are smarter than me. I learned by doing and getting, you know, just, and by persistence and keeping going and, I want to talk about that uh, one day, but not today. Today, I want to move on to our next example. Um, our next gal. Our next gal, um, Anne Frank. I, um, I've i known about Anne Frank. Obviously, I think we all did. But, um, you know, I think I want I want to read the diary. It's the diary of a young girl. A lot of us call it diary of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to read this again all the way through. I kind of did my you know, looking her up on online and, and was just, I know we read it in school, right? So I know of her, but again, I was just really, um, kind of just gobsmacked. I think it, it just by realizing that she was 13 years old when she started writing this. So I don't have to tell you guys, I'm just going to, you know, who Anne Frank, uh, was, but, um, she was, Uh, she started her diary when she was 13 years old while she was hiding from the Germans during World War II. Uh, She had for two years and she was writing the whole time in her diary until her family was um, found and then taken to a concentration camp um, where all of them except with the exception of her father were killed. And um, so she died before she was 16 years old. And yet the wisdom at in this, such a young age. Before she was, so 13, 14, and 15 were the, you know, ages where she was writing um, this, I think maybe 13 and 14. Anyway, um, it, a couple of them I had to read like three times over again. I'm thinking, how in the world does this, you know, young preteen almost or teenage, young teenage girl who is facing such adversity and such horror in her life have such wisdom and insight into just life in general. Um, and her dad, after he survived, he found her diary and then published it. And, um, I mean, when we're talking about, I I don't know that there is any worse of a fate and, and, um, I don't know anyone that has gone through something like this. Um, so I think it's safe to say all of us that are facing like challenges, difficulties, heart, hurt, heartbreak, like all of those things, have it. Like again, it's nothing compared to what Anne Frank was dealing with. And yet, in the middle of hiding in an attic, one of the quotes um, that she has is, um, "Think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy." Yeah, happy. Who? Okay, so when people say, "No, you can't be happy," she is saying, "Like yes." You, there's still, you are looking at, that's like gratitude, like taken to the nth degree, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, take a look at what is still left around you and what's beautiful that that's still beautiful. Yeah. Like today, you know, Yeah, you're like going, "Mm," still like trying to deal with all the stuff that's going on, uh, with coronavirus. And yet it is a beautiful day outside. Like, and that makes me happy Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. You know? You want to read one of the Let me read the next one. Yeah, I'm hearing myself Um, a lot.
1: (laughs) Um, The next one, it says, uh, I found that there is always some beauty left in nature, sunshine, freedom in yourself. These all can help you.
0: I could not believe that, okay, when she was writing, she was, you know, hiding and facing persecution and then eventually death. And she's writing about happiness and the things that, you know, that still bring her happiness and make and give her joy during one of the most horrific parts
1: and the end of her life mm-hmm. um she was also a teenager yeah which when you think about like typical teenagers mm-hmm. and that is like prime time attitude like, oh, tell like me about it not looking yes. at the bright side not thinking they have it good um yet in that moment she's still going no you know what yes I'm high uh, you know I'm In hiding. I'm sheltered right now. Yeah. Yet, you
0: know what? There's a beautiful nature Yeah. Just get outside and when you can't... Because think about it for her. When she could get out, if she could ever see... And I don't know enough about her to know if she ever... Was it through a window or a... Like when was she ever able to go outside? Or did she hide in there the whole time? Yeah. Or maybe it was just looking at nature, you know? That brought her joy and had her... Like making her happy. You're right though. Even though she said...
1: In nature, sunshine, and freedom. It's like freedom Freedom, freedom in yourself. Like she,
0: you don't have... She no. didn't have freedom. No. But there's always some beauty left in yourself. And all of those things can help you. So she's looking mm-hmm. for the things that can help. She's She's looking for things to be grateful for again, like Mandela. She's looking for things that she can control, things that make her happy. And she's 13 or 14 years old. And you know, so many times I think we're very quick to say well, you know, this kid is just a teenager or I'm just this, or this person is, you fall really quickly. You fall prey to things like where you're lifting your hands up and just kind of going, well, I am just the way I am, you know? Um, and, or this are just my circumstances. And it's all about, I think what we're exercising and what we're actually putting our minds through. You know, sometimes I know Kayla and I go back and forth and we think, Oh it's kind of repetitive. You know, we were talk about gratitude a lot, we talk about acceptance and what we can control and we talk about positivity. But honestly, a lot of examples of some of the same things are important for us to continue to talk about in different um in different ways because you need to practice it because you need it to be second nature. You need it to feel like um, that you, and you believe in it and you've bought into the fact that optimism and positivity and, uh, and gratitude and all these things really do work no matter what. Um, and so I think that, you know, as you're seeing this, it's the same thing through Mandela, through Anne Frank. There's a common theme. There is a common Mm -hmm. theme. Um, no matter how you see it and what your circumstances and even like, you know, even the four Ps for me, it's a little more lighthearted because of my circumstances, I think, right. You know, so, I'm not having to deal with what they're dealing with, but those are still the same core principles that have pulled me through and have kept me optimistic and kept me, you know, succeeding and persisting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So then the last quote we have from Anne Frank is we all... We have two more. Well, sorry. It's your turn. Oh, right. we
1: can go in any order, but sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's my turn. But sure. Yeah. Um, The next one is, (laughs) I can't imagine how anyone can say I'm weak. And then remain so. After all, if you know it, why not fight against it? Why not try to train your character? Say that
0: last part again. Why not try mm -hmm, to
1: train your character? So if you know, if you're saying I'm weak and then let it, you know, remain. Mm -hmm. Let that thought process stick in your brain
0: forever. Yeah. Why, if you know it, why not change it? So the person, this is where I say like, don't dwell in the difficulties and don't have a victim mentality. Of all people, Anne Frank could definitely claim to say, I am a victim. She was a, in the truce, truest sense of the, of the word. Um, and yet she's sitting here saying, um, you know, train your character and, and get through things and do what she can't imagine anyone saying, I'm weak and then saying, and then remaining. So if you know it, why not fight against it? Um, and train your character. I love that. That's like self-awareness. Yeah. You know, like if you know, you've ever heard someone just say, well, I'm just that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're just that way. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm hypersensitive <laughs> and I well, I was, well, I'm just you know what? Way. I'm just, my feelings are always going to be hurt. Well, you that's know? just
1: opening it. I mean, that's just asking for, I mean, you know what I think might it be is? sensitive, but like it's, like asking to be the victim yes. in everything. And if you can, why be the victim if if you have, if there is some control that you can have over it.
0: And also just the awareness of me telling you, well, I'm just hypersensitive, Kayla. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm. You're already, you're validating it. I'm validating it, which means I know it. Yeah, and I if know I know it, it. And it's not going to change. So if right. you're kind of going, well, it's just how I am. You're limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely limiting yourself and you're doing it by not doing anything.
1: Yeah, and these examples aren't like us saying like, you have it good. Don't complain. Right. This is more like we all have struggles, and some some are harder than others. Mm-hmm. But looking at some of these examples in people from history that you know have, for the most part, and probably have it way worse than we'll ever of, have
0: it. I've never met anyone that's had it harder than this. No.
1: And just hearing some of the things that they have, they were quoted and saying or writing. Hearing those optimistic statements
0: just proves that like you can change your mindset. Yeah. And And I, this is kind of, these are really drastic examples, but I think we can find inspiration and motivation and realize that as we deal with the things that, um, we need to deal with in Mm -hmm. our own lives, that it does, it does put things in perspective. You know, for me, like you said, people have problems, right? And just because... You know, that doesn't mean that if you don't have the worst problem in the entire history that you don't have something that's hard to deal with. Um, And but, like, I'm a very sensitive person, (laughs) but we can't be that sensitive. If we want to grow as people, we can't be so sensitive to say, I have it hard too. And just because I don't have it hard doesn't mean, or just because I don't have it like that means that I don't know. And there are some things that you have that are out of your
1: control that maybe you can't change or, or are just kind of set in stone, Mm -hmm. but there is always your, you know, the way you think
0: and how you choose to handle the situation. Yeah. You know, let me ask you this because when you came here to record today, Uh um, you were kind of like going through something, right? (laughs) (laughs) A little stressed out, a little stressed out. And, um, so, and then we started to discuss the topic and what, and what did I say? Tell me what you said because I'm gonna remember the point. But. I was
1: like, oh, and I and I have to do things like yeah. I was like kind of complaining about what I had to do. Yeah. It's like remember the other,
0: remember the. Podcast? I'm going
1: wait. She just read me a quote from like <laughs> Anne Frank. I'm like, this is minor. Yeah, I can do this. Perspective. This, this is minor. I can do this.
0: Yes, perspective. But even your stress, you did have stress, but it kind of, and it's still stressful. It's still going it's like to con- check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, it totally. And it's still going to continue to be stressful in
1: my life. Mm-hmm. That's not changing, but I can also choose to go like, you know what? <laughs> okay. So I have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. I, it, Let me tell you this. I'm grateful that I am in this position that I'm in.
0: Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, you know what? If they can handle that. I can handle this and I can get through it. Right. I remember when I was pregnant with Tyler and being afraid because I was all of 18 years old and And you were the first one to have a baby in the whole world existence. Right. (laughs) But I mean, I remember like going, okay, I think I can do this. And then going, this is going to (laughs) hurt like a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is no. And then I remember thinking to myself, somebody put it to me this way and said, do you know that every (laughs) person that's alive on this planet was, was birthed mm-hmm. by a woman mm-hmm. somewhere like do you think that you that's that you could possibly be the one person that can't handle that <laughs> I was I like think, I think mm, I might be <laughs> I think I might be able to handle that it really put yeah. to perspective for me I'm like oh and okay it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. but I can get through it yeah. you know and then and then I wanted to do it again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it gave me perspective and so these examples of people who have just like amazed us with their stories. Um, I think is the reason why I wanted to present them today and talk about them today is because as we go through something that's really unprecedented in the in our country and in the world um like there's in, at still least still our lifetime. There's yeah. still op- there's a there is room for optimism. There's a place for it and actually it's going to be helpful. And I'm going to say it until the cows come home. I'm going to you know.
1: Yeah, it'll just hopefully make the hard times just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's not saying they're going to go away. It's not going to make them disappear, but it might be
0: able to help you get through them. Right. All right. And then the last one from Anne Frank is we all live with the objective of being happy. Our lives are all different and yet the same. Mm. That's wisdom from a 13 or 14 year old (laughs) teenager. We all live with the objective of being happy.
1: Our lives are all different and yet the same. Like we're, we all, we're all here With the same objective. Mm
0: -hmm. Someone who was being like hiding from being persecuted for what they thought was a difference. And yet she is compassionate and like still able to see we're all different yet the same. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So she, I mean, that's really, it's um, very heartwarming and tragic at the same time. But I think overall, I think her life and her legacy are, um, a motivation and an inspiration for us to be compassionate, but also to be, um, optimistic and, you know, get out there and, and try and live a life that of gratitude because, because we have a life, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, okay. And then my third example, um, is another really just how in the world did this woman do it? it was Helen Keller. Um, Helen Keller was an author, an activist, a lecturer. Eventually, um, she was left deaf and blind and mute as the result of an unknown illness at the age of 19 months. So she never knew anything different than not being able to see, to speak or to hear. Her lifelong instructor and eventual companion, Ann Sullivan, taught Helen to communicate by spelling words with her hands using sign language. The thing about that is like, because she couldn't see, you know, you think, okay, Mm -hmm. great sign language, but she can't see. So she had to feel the hands of the person communicating with her. And, um, as I was reading, she was saying that the process was really difficult for her because she was recalling that how frustrated she got with it because, and take this in, she didn't even know that words existed. So when Ann Sullivan gave her a doll and then was showing her or having her feel her, um, hand signing D O L L, um, she's thinking, yes, it's doll. Like it's spelled. Well, when you can't see or hear or speak, you don't even know know. what a word
1: is. Yeah. You don't know that that it's like, I mean, on a different level, but like, even I know, I think about this, I don't know why I think about this often, but with people that um are colorblind
0: mm-hmm.
1: when sometimes like you don't even they might not depending on what what type they are they might not even know what that color right is that a like they
0: don't know if you your, know what i mean it's said, like, like it's not red. knowing
1: they're like i don't know what red how, what, how do you explain i know red's a thing
0: i know doll is a thing yeah. but the uh, only way you can know red is to see it right you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's almost like, mm-hmm, but if you don't have matrix-y. that sense of speaking, right. how would you know a word is a thing? So sign language helps if you can see, and you know, you sign horse and you point like that like, is a oh, horse. You can,
1: you you can associate, or you, you know, could what. spoken,
0: mm-hmm. but she had all of those things were not there for her. So I'm like, i oh, like, I never thought about it that way. And so, um, and yet And yet after all of this, and she'll be the first one, it was really interesting to read about her where she'll say like, I have a lot of flaws. I'm super stubborn and, you know, I have a temper (laughs) and, you know, all of these things where, and if you've ever seen you, that'd be frustrating. uh, If I can't open a can of like a jar of pickles, sometimes I can just like, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I can't open the pickles. So um, if you've ever seen the, the movie Miracle Worker, Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple different remakes, but it shows how frustrated she would get. Like, and she persisted and, um, Ann Sullivan, her instructor persisted and really just was like, she's going to get this. She's going to get this. And, um, and after like oh, all of that, she found herself being someone who then went out and, um, lectured in a way. I and mean, think about that. Think about how many times, like I've given speeches and I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm, I get nervous about the presentation of it all. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine giving a lecture without being able to see, hear, or speak. Be aware of the environment. No, I'm like, I had it, I had to do one time, um, a virtual speech and I couldn't read the room (laughs) and it was so hard. I, it was so hard. And so it gives me such. Uh, like, uh, man, just a deep respect for what she did. And she's not going out there just talking about like how awful her life was or what Mm -hmm. it's like or anything like that. She, did she, did she sign her lecture
1: and then like it was translated, you know, I don't know. Hmm.
0: You have to look that one up. I would have, I would imagine, but, um, at once she started to know the words, I would imagine that that's how she, um, she did it. But, um, this, I found this really interesting too, is that as she, in 1916, um, she traveled around, she and, um, Ann Sullivan traveled to this town in Wisconsin and she was traveling around, I guess, giving lectures and, and, um, and, but this one, this was an account. It was in the Dunn County news in 1916. So one of the messages in the 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 paper recounted was, um, I mean, it was a long list of just how amazing, um, her, what, like what an impact she had and of her triumphs and all of those things. Um, but what I loved that it said, Keller imparted that helping your fellow men were one's only excuse for being in this world and in doing the things to help one's fellows lay the secret of lasting happiness. She also told of the joys of loving work and accomplishment and the happiness of achievement. Although the entire lecture lasted only a little over an hour, the lecture had a profound impact on the audience. Like I'd say, can Mm -hmm. you imagine? No. She's up there talking about, you know, about loving your work and about helping other people and about lasting happiness. I mean, it was just, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like the more I read, like I could have put like quote after quote, after quote, an example for all three of these people. Um, and I wanted to do more, but I'm like, this would be like a four hour podcast. <laughs> just um, all quotes. Yeah. Quotes yeah. and other people too. I was oh, just, yeah. I mean, you could just go through history and even, okay. So these yeah. are people I wanted to be, um, we'll go into a couple of other quotes in a minute, but I wanted people to know like, you know, Helen Keller, Nelson Mandela people that, and Frank uh, that you know of. Right. For sure. But then you've heard of people who are like people who have lost limbs, mm-hmm. right. That are serving the country and that are in, um, some sort of an accident. And, and they're, they don't sit around mm-hmm. and say like, well, I lost my legs. They're working with their prosthetics and then getting out there and then they're, you know, running marathons or yeah. like, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I keep thinking, Oh, I've gained a little weight. It's going to be hard for me to walk. I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm out of breath. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the world is filled with people that overcome adversity and the things that we think we cannot overcome. Right. And doing it with hope and positivity. Um, and it's so inspiring. And those are the people that I want to fill my brain with my life with. Those are the people I want to be inspired by. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think just as anything else, just as with anything else, if you look for that, and you look for those people, they are all around you. And, um, instead of looking for a reason to say, this is why it's not okay to be happy all the time. And this is why it's not okay, you know, to be putting, um, you know, a happiness quote on something or a quote that's like motivational. Cause I've gotten that before. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard, um, or if people come at (laughs) you, but you know, we have a lot of our product line with the happy planner has a lot of positive quotes and positive affirmations. And, you know, People will say, but life isn't happy all the time and life isn't easy all the time. So, you know, I don't really like that. Or
1: I know we get it a lot when it's like, choose happy. Yes. You know, like not, not always, you know, there is the opinion that like it's, you can't just choose happy all the time. Right. um, During some hard times. Right.
0: But, but can you, I I
1: mean, I mean, I, I, I know we, we get that criticism. I kind of am on the opposite end. I think, I think you can choose. To be happy in certain situations or even just look at the good, even during the hard times. Yeah. And it might not make you just like, Oh, it's not going to be this like surface level. Like, see, I'm happy. Like, but I think you can look at the positive side and look at the bright side.
0: There's always a silver lining of some sort. Right. And I feel like too, like, so there's two different things like choose happy. I actually think that you can choose that. The one that maybe is like, just be happy. That that okay yeah you, uh, okay. that seems like uh, just you're be just happy. happy you're fine just like blow it over mm-hmm. it's like let it blow off it's just like you just be happy it implies it's easy right you know if just be happy right and it's obviously it's work it's, it's not easy sometimes. but you can choose happy in fact in fact um, this is a quote from Helen Keller I take happiness very seriously it is a creed a philosophy and an objective like. I take happiness very seriously, serious business. (laughs) It is, but I'm like, okay, happiness. Yes. If you have all of these things in your life that are difficult, you better take happiness very seriously. Yeah. You know, um, it's a creed, a philosophy and an objective. So when we say that it is your responsibility and to decide what happiness means, like what to decide what happiness is for you and then to go out there and do everything you can to go get it and to, you know, f- build a life around it and to plan a happy life. It's true. This is, this is something, it is a creed. It's a philosophy and an objective. And if you don't really go out there and, and I don't know, chase happiness mm-hmm. in a way. Jonas Brothers. Jonas
1: Brothers. <laughs> Did you see, I mean, not to like get off topic, but. Did you see they're doing Happiness Continues? It's out today. No. Today? On Amazon Prime. Not sponsored. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they uh, have an, like a concert series, I think, that comes out today. Okay. That's well, we know what we're exciting. doing tonight. Side note.
0: <laughs> but just so to awesome on topic. Um, but but yes, but chasing happiness, making it important to you, and putting it at the forefront because, you know, we, we've talked about it. You can get hung up on is it happy? Is it joy? Is it this? Is it that? Um, but we all know what it means to want to live a happy life. Yeah. Right. And we know what it means to feel like happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so don't get hung up on, you know, well, I don't know. Can we be happy all the time? It's just in your heart, take happiness very seriously and make it a creed, a philosophy and an objective. It should be something that you strive for forever. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, to
1: have in your life, to find what makes you happy Mm -hmm. for your whole life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Another thing she said, gosh, she's good. <laughs> optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope. Mm. Oh, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. You can't get anything done that if you don't think you're going to, you know, yes, I can get this done. And yeah, it applies just that, everything.
1: Just that basic thought of like, yeah, yeah, that can get done
0: mm-hmm. is, I mean, on a basic level, right. it's hope. <laughs> It is. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it can go deeper. Yeah. But I've, like you said, like, let's, let's keep things, let's keep things easy. Mm-hmm. Happiness is something we need, um, to take very seriously. Optimism is hope. It's hope. It's like, it leads. And if you have hope and if you have like, and it's the faith that leads to achievement, like, I just want to like memorize these things. You know how good I am at memorizing. we we'll just turn it into a song. Okay. <laughs> you'll, it'll lyrics. I, I you'll mean, remember it. Seriously. Um, when one, she says this, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us. How many times does she say happy? She of all people would have an excuse to say, yeah, I can understand why you're not happy. Right. I get it. Yeah. I I, get it. uh, I understand. Yes. Mm -hmm. But she has made this like her life's work to, you know, to be positive, to be optimistic and, and to be grateful. I mean, that's right? When one door of happiness closes, another opens. That's really seeing the silver lining and the purpose and things. You want to say one? Sure. Pick one, pick a quote, any quote. They're all amazing. Except that last one. I want to say that last one. (laughs) Okay.
1: Many of us delude ourselves with the thought that if We could stand in the lot of our more fortunate neighbor. We could live better, happier, and more useful lives. It is my experience that unless we can succeed in our present position, we could not succeed
0: in any other. Ooh. Mic drop. Mic drop. Helen. Oh I mean that the this was back see, I think she lived she was born in the late eighteen hundreds. So she, she was, um, alive at the turn of the other I Now we can't say the turn, turn of, the of the century in the <laughs> 1900s. So, but this, even back then we delude ourselves thinking about basically if I had what, you know, if keeping I, up with uh, the Joneses. Yeah. And if I had that, then mm-hmm. I'd be happy. Yeah. Happier, better, happier, more useful lives. If you know, your more fortunate neighbor. I'm pretty sure that all of the things that people that she, you know, would observe uh-huh. and say like, Oh they have it better than me. Yeah. And yet she's not saying that. It's just, in fact, in her experience, that unless we can succeed in our present position, we couldn't succeed in any other. Mm -hmm. Just take care of yourself where you're at right now. Figure out how to be happy with what you have. That way, when something else does come your way, whether it's earned or it's a blessing and it comes and you don't even, you know, you'll be able to succeed in that too. Mm -hmm. But you're not not the, when you're, When I get married, I'll be happy when I lose weight, when I get a promotion, when I get a house, when I, when, 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 and Mm -hmm. when and if, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. Be happy right now. Yeah. Take it very seriously. Be happy right now. Um, Okay. I'm going to, let's just close off with the last two. Um, She says, keep your face to the sunshine, like that's shining today in Southern California. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see the shadows. Oh, MG and focus then, on the positive, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. I don't know the rest of the words. Nice. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm gonna like let's close out with this one true happiness is not attained through self gratification, but through fidelity to a worthy purpose. So, all of these examples have shown us. That through positivity and optimism and persistence, um, that even in the darkest times, even in the darkest times, you can, you know, you can have a positive mindset it will help you get through those times. And um, I mean, I've never seen a more powerful example than the three of these people. Um, and I mean, I know that there are some out there, even present day. But, um, these are all a good check yourself moment. Really, really. We can learn so much. I mean, we look at history for a lot of different reasons, but you can look at, um, people and and if there's people like this in your lives right now to be inspired by, please look for, look for these, you know, Mr. Rogers would say, look for the helpers. Um, but these are, take this as look for people to inspire you. Look for stories of inspiration and hope and use those as your guiding light To like, like you said, this is your check yourself, like to help put things in perspective. And hopefully during these times, um, when there is a lot of unknown and there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of difficulties that you can really use these, find, find your own inspiration. And, um, and if you haven't yet go back and listen to the four Ps because it's more of a like a concise little, you know, formula that that I created, but it's still the same thing. And I think you can kind of grasp onto those four principles of purpose, planning, positivity, and persistence, and see how that can work in your life and in everything you do. So um, I don't know about you, Kayla, but I think that I have really, a uh, don't know, a new found sense of purpose, I think, from this, um, And realizing that my life and where we're at and the blessings that we have and like all that we have in our lives can really continue to be used for, um, for good. Mm -hmm. And if people that face adversity like these three can get through what they got through and, and be such an inspiration, think about what those of us who have fewer challenges can do for each other.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Cool. Um, well, I, have enjoyed this. I kind of want to do a little bit more research. We will put, um, for those of you who weren't sitting down with, um, you know, just a piece of paper and writing down all the quotes, these are such cool quotes. We will have Mm -hmm. them on our website, um, so that you can copy and paste them and put them in your planners, put them, I don't care, put them on a sticky note, put them somewhere so that you can see and be inspired by, um, these quotes, these stories. And, um, and if you know somebody that is inspirational today send us a send us a message and um you can follow us on instagram where are we at plan yeah, a happy, plan life. A
1: happy yo, yeah go for it
0: plan a happy life pod <laughs> <laughs> i i asked you like kind of like um how old are you uh so how old are you kayla how old are you
1: okay <laughs> you can also find us at planahappylife.com and
0: we will see you guys on the next one see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to plan a happy life You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone on their own happiness journey. We'll see you next week.